So hi, Will McGraw's podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... I'm Trevor from Windwalkers. And we have some questions about the upcoming album, What If I Break? So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response, the announcement so far? Um, it's It's been great. It's um, been a little, little weird start, you know, when we first dropped the music, you know, but uh, people kind of eased into what we're going to sound like now. And it's it's yeah been an awesome response. Hell yeah. Seen a lot of people okay. online talking about it, excited for the record. The album fucking rips. It's oh. so fucking good. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you got she. Editor's probably sent it to you, huh? Yeah, yeah. We got it. We've oh, gotten it about yeah. four times. She has oh, been awesome. putting it in so the inbox. It. <laughs> I saw her tweeting about it today. She's like, "I can't believe Win Walkers waited this long to drop an album of the year contender." And I was like, "You know, <laughs> you what? I'm going to take your word Better for it." Better late than never, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art? Um. Yeah, a little bit. Um. Like so, when we when we first started writing the album, we definitely didn't intend to write an album. We wanted to just like, you know, get a few singles prepped at a time and just release those over a few months. Um, yeah. When we kind of got like a theme throughout it, you know, I write very personal lyrics, um, just like issues that I've dealt with in the past, emotional, um, you know, just relationships with people and myself and all that. Um, the name actually came, if you guys probably heard it um, from the last track, the bends, um, which was the last song we wrote on the album. And it just kind of felt like it summed it all up. So we yeah, took that tagline from the chorus and the, as far as like the album art that kind of like fits with it, you know, it's a Kensuki is what it's called um, where, you know, if you break a pot or whatever, you know, you fuse it a little stronger with gold and yeah, it just kind of symbolizes, you know, like things can break you, but you you can always come back stronger from it in a vague sense. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and you know, you mentioned that the the process for this originally started with singles, and then it eventually morphed into an album. So, at what point in the process did you guys decide that you were writing a record, not just singles? Yeah, it was actually um, after our third single, "Drowning Hymns." We um, a lot of people were asking for an album. Can't wait for the album to come out. And we're like, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, um, but at that point, we we just kind of found ourselves in a situation where we had a whole album written and. Um, we uh our biggest thing uh, with us being independent is we just really wanted to see how far we can go by ourselves and um that's the best way to test it in my opinion you know what i mean so yeah we're just like let's let's give it a rip let's see what happens and uh so far so good it's been a really fun process for sure gotcha huh. so, so you just kind of looked up and you just had an album's worth of songs ready yeah yeah so like damn um, so I live in Washington and, um, Washington state and everyone else lives in Massachusetts and we record in Michigan. It's like right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, so anytime we like would do a trip, um, we're just trying to bang out as many songs as possible. A lot Absolutely. of, a lot of times the guys will go out there with the producers, write some instrumentals and then I'd write vocals to them by myself. And then we'd come together and yeah, each trip, you know, we'd end up finishing, you know, three songs or so. So yeah, just it, you know, we weren't releasing them that fast. So it just kind of caught up to us a little bit, I guess you could say. Fair yeah, enough. So, great. you know, the the fans wanted a record. You guys had the songs done. So now we're here, essentially. So let's do it. Exactly. Gotcha. gotcha. Exactly. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for the record? Yeah. So um, I write, I mean, I, I kind of write a little weird. I like to write in my car a lot, like when I'm driving to work and just, you know, grocery store and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um mainly because you know i got a couple kids so i can't just be sitting here belting you know when i get free time waking them up and you know like yeah. I, I say like i have a neighbor's call cops you know if i'm like sitting <laughs> here screaming and shit so yeah, um, but yeah it just kind of gives me an opportunity to really test my vocals out you know and then kind of write subconsciously almost because I'm, I'm always writing like the melodies and, and the the pacing first and 
Um, a lot of times I'll just have lyrics just kind of fall out and uh, it can be a, a pretty introspective, you know what I mean? Where I just, a lyric comes out, I'm like, what does that mean? You know? And I start thinking about, it, I'm like, okay, there we go. That's a, that's a good course to go with the meaning of the song. So that's how I wrote like damn near all this album was just in my car listening to the demos. Damn. So you're the type of person who can just write wherever, whenever you don't have to like create a writing environment per se. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like a lot of the, a lot of the songs, when they're written, I have to sit there. Like we did like the lyrics for the vinyls and everything. I didn't have them written down anywhere. <laughs> like, I just, yeah, so I just like, I hold them in here, you know, and um, that can not be good sometimes, you know, cause I'll, like I'll, yeah. you know, I'll get something I really like and can't, can't remember it at all. But um, yeah, you know, it's just, uh, that's just honestly what I've always done. Like just from years before even meeting wind walkers and stuff, I just, that's, that's my kind of my safe space for, uh, for writing. <laughs> Fair enough. Sure. As weird as it sounds. Yeah. That's no. fucking awesome. Fair enough. As long as you're doing it safe, safely, you know? Oh, yeah. I'm not like pen and paper. I'm not fully <laughs> <laughs> oh really aware of my surroundings. I always, I always say don't tell my insurance company either way, but I am safe about it, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so what song off this album took longest to write and which one is your personal favorite? Um, It might be the same one, honestly. Um, That first track, Feeding the Gods, was a really challenging one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly because like the instrumentally at the point at that at that point in the uh, writing process, it was by far the most unorthodox song we had had on the album. Mm-hmm. Really weird verses, and I, I was kind of like having a hard time catching a flow and like a like a good melody with it. And um, it's also a little bit more theatrical than I typically write. Like most mm-hmm. of the album is you know writing about my own personal stuff, but um, yeah, this one just kind of had like a spooky feel to it, and I wanted to try matching it as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I tried writing a song about selling your soul. Um, as weird as that sounds out loud mm-hmm. now that I think about it, but yeah. um, it definitely, yeah, that was definitely a challenge because like I, I had nothing really to pull from because um, I did not sell my soul. So yeah, it was, good to know. It was, yeah, it felt like more like writing a story as opposed to uh, journaling. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, like when it was all said and done, I was I was pretty hesitant with it. Um, even like showing the guys what I had, but when it was all said and done, it was it quickly became one of my favorites. Um, hmm. I'd either say that or the Benz. The Benz was a really fun one to do. All right. Sure. So that's the first song on the album. You said weird verses. You were a little hesitant to show the guys. So what made you put that as the first track, putting your, I guess, the weirdest foot forward? Yeah, I think like instrumentally, it was just kind of like this cool like intro to it, you know. Um, and you know, I, I definitely wrote with a little bit of a metaphor in mind, you know, because like it definitely feels like you know I'm 30. I've been doing this for a really long time, chasing this this dream, you know. It can definitely feel like you actually sell your soul at times. You know, it's, yeah. it, it takes all of your mental capacity. You're obsessed with it, you know, for over half my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it kind of established what kind of stuff we went through to, you know, give you the rest of the album, all the other songs you hear after that point. Um, it just felt right mm-hmm. to us, honestly. Makes sense. Gotcha. And, and in terms of like the fact that you kind of wrote that song more so as a story and the rest of the record is just pulled from personal experience, do like looking ahead more writing are you going to be doing more of the story driven or are you looking to just keep writing from personal experience you know yeah like i i'm someone i definitely like bottle up my emotions (laughs) so like writing writing definitely helps me like confront you know things that i'm dealing with um it always has um but I got to say it was a blast because <laughs> uh, yeah. even even the Overlook, like I'm sitting here saying the whole album is about personal stuff. Um, Feeding the Gods and the Overlook are both pretty theatrical. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because in Overlook, I wrote about The Shining, which is like my favorite story, favorite movie, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, so yeah, I've definitely been dabbling with it a little bit more than than usual. But um, yeah, I'd like I like to play around with it a little bit more. Like um, the thing I love about music is people being able to connect with it. So I'd be a little more scared of, you know, that connection being lost a little, you know, but mm. um, as long as I'm having fun, I guess that's all that matters, right? Absolutely. For sure. At some point you might run out of personal things to write about. Yeah. 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 My life's been a lot better these last couple of years. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. I make that great. joke a lot. Like, yeah. yeah, man, I got, I need to have, I need something bad to happen so I can have some more material. Yeah. Need, need a no, serious no, 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 no. trauma to happen right about now. <laughs> I know. I need some trauma guys. <laughs> Oh, fuck that. Um, so would you be able to tell us where your headspace is at while you're creating this record? Yeah, it was it was a lot of reflecting, honestly, because um uh that was probably like my darkest point in my life about five years ago. So there's a lot of writing that had to do with a lot of stuff with that, you know. Um there's also things um that I wrote about that I was dealing with currently, you know. Um it wasn't I mean I guess I'm always kind of in a darker headspace when I write. I grew up on emo music. That's just how music like affects me. You know what I mean? I just I yeah. like darker music a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it was just it was a lot of reflecting. It was a lot of reflecting and it helped uh honestly things that I dealt with, you know, four or five years before I was writing these songs, it kind of helped me look at it in a different light. And um it was a very beneficial album for me personally, to be honest with you. That's Fuck good. Yeah. Well, happy to hear that. Uh, so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time? Should you do in the car with friends and dark with headphones on? Is workout album, party album? What do you personally recommend? I, you know, I think just being a musician, I'd say do it with some headphones. Um, yeah. our, our producers are absolutely insane. And like, just like the little nuances they put throughout the album. Um, there's so many like stacked um, production and, and just like cool little details in there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um you know, just, just, just from like weird percussion to uh, like, we, we sampled uh nope in uh, the bends. <laughs> so like, just like a lot of cool little things like that. You know, I, I definitely think the headphones are, are worth it, but um, I, I think they, it's mixed in such a way that you can enjoy it either mm. way, whether it's a car just playing off the phone, you know, but headphones, people, <laughs> you <right>. need them. <laughs> so when you say nope, do you mean the peel movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. So that's the second movie you mentioned because you mentioned The Shining. So you draw a lot of inspiration from other. Yeah, well, that that movies? was that was really our producer, uh, one of our producers, John Eberhard. Um, we were watching. So that last song, uh, The Bends, was like the last day of our last studio trip, and we had to finish the eleventh song. And then mm-hmm. we we didn't like we didn't start writing the vocals for it till like nine p.m. that last night, and we were able to like rip through it. So it's a pretty cool story Damn. there, like. That was the one time I didn't write in my car. I locked myself in the vocal booth and it's <laughs> like, what do you think of this? You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's that scream when that, uh, when that little weird thing, no spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it, but the weird thing flies by, there's the screaming of people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you listen to it again, listen for that. It's, it's really cool. So he was the one that was pretty inspired by it. We were talking about how cool the sound design was in Jordan Peele movies. And oh, yeah. yeah, he just, he had to throw it in. <laughs> oh, I fucking love that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so this one should be super, super quick. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words. No more, no less. Emotional. Okay. Big. Mm-hmm. And um, fun. I think it's fun, too. <laughs> nice. For sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and in that same train of thought, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want listeners to have while going through the album? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely... I definitely don't want people to like think it's a fully negative album just because I said earlier, you know, I, I did a lot of healing and growing from it, you know, and I think that's especially like with the album art, the name of it and everything. Um, 
I think it shows that you can go through a, a, a lot of bullshit and, and still come out stronger um, using those bad experiences to grow as a person, to be honest. Mm, for sure. I love that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So are you able to touch on any particularly challenging or standout moments from the creation of this record, positive or negative? Yeah, I mean, like um, the, the start of it was really challenging um, because I uh, we met online, like through a friend. Um, I had a buddy who was recording with the same producers and mm-hmm. um, he, he had heard about Windwalkers looking for a vocalist, sent him some of my stuff. We talked a little on Facebook, you know, they sent me some demos. And the next thing you know, I'm sleeping in a room with them and <laughs> recording yeah. with producers I've never worked with, you know, r- r- producers that I respect a ton, like in same with the rest of the band. So um, I think it was really challenging to kind of find my voice for a bit and mm-hmm. um, just kind of get comfortable in that scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, but they made it easy for me, you know, but it's, it's definitely weird. Like I, I had never traveled by myself. I was terrified of flying yeah. um, <laughs> a little bit in my shell at the time too. Um, but yeah, it smoothed out a lot. And like, honestly, from that point on, it was just a breeze. There was really no other challenging parts except you know, like the business aspect of stuff, we suck at that. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I feel Fair like enough. everyone does. It's okay. It's <laughs> like social media and stuff. Like we're all in our thirties. We don't know. We don't understand TikTok. Like, yeah, what the fuck's TikTok? Yeah, I, I <laughs> yeah. still don't understand it, man. I don't. Like, I don't like people want to see that, really. <laughs> Dude, post. You got to post three times a day, every single day, across all the so, all the short form platforms. That's what we're told, and that is that yeah. is too much. I got yeah. a job. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I got a fucking life, man. Like, <laughs> So for this question, I want you to picture you on tour at a gas station for a rest stop. What is your snack of choice? Mm, um, if they got the white cheddar Cheez-Its, um, we're starting there. And I drink a lot of Red Bull. So I, I think we could, I think I could make a whole tour just living off of that. Damn. What flavor Red Bull? I like it. I like it straight. I like, I like the, uh, the I think it's like coconut berry, but like, oh, okay. I, I keep, I keep going back to the just good old-fashioned red bull like just the straight flavor <laughs> i see that you uh feel differently <laughs> it just to me it just tastes like medicine maybe i just had a bad one or i was just having a bad night or maybe I, just... I have a problem I, <laughs> it have could a go either way red bull problem. <laughs> it's getting to the point now that i'm getting older like i'll, I'll drink one and i'm like I, f- I feel my heart a little bit more than i should be feeling my heart <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. a little too fast right now <laughs> we'll take a couple days off a little cleanse <laughs> exactly yeah yeah and uh, on the topic of food, if the band was a dish, what dish would the band be and why? Mm. Oh, man, that's a really good question. Thank you. Um, maybe I'm biased. I'm going to say a pizza. I think Ooh. I think it's, uh, you know, we got a little bit of everything for everyone. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's simple. Um, yeah, we're, we're a good pepperoni pizza. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, we'll take it. Perfect. And for the last couple <laughs> questions, going to shift completely away from you. It's going to go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Oh, man. You guys are so good at these questions. You got Thank me you. thinking. Thank you. Last meal with a drink. Um, I Okay. All right. We'll do uh, we'll do biscuits and gravy. Ooh. I'm a big biscuits and gravy fan. I'm a sucker for that. Um, and get me that Red Bull, baby. Let's go. <laughs> All right. You're going, out, you're going out feeling <laughs> your heart just a little bit too much. Yeah. yeah see, if I can, see, see if I can take myself out before they get me, right? I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and if you could live in one fictional world for a week where would you live hmm for a week week you know i'm not i'm not the i'm I'm a fan of harry potter Mm -hmm. um but i'd say i'd say hogwarts i'm not the biggest fan of harry potter you know i I haven't watched it in a while but i've always been fascinated with that damn place 
Um, yeah. <laughs> a lot of cool, fun things to discover. Let's go Hogwarts. Absolutely. Hogwarts. <laughs> do you know what house you are? Yeah, I do. I do. I grew up thinking I was a Hufflepuff my whole life, but I took the legit test probably about no. a year ago and turns out I'm a Slytherin. No, which, um, I mean, no, that's fine. Hufflepuff I, I don't is my, know how. my house. I, I think I'm a, a pretty chill, nice fella. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. So I probably wouldn't fit into that house, but the colors are dope, I guess. We'll, we'll find a way. <laughs> you know, there's nothing wrong with, I think it's what, black and green? Yeah, yeah, black and green. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I wish yeah. I was Hufflepuff. I, I like that vibe more. I think badgers are cool, but. Exactly. You know. You're you're welcome to Hufflepuff anytime. Yeah, guess I'm the antagonist, baby. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, and I've thought of asking the last question. Every single person that we've spoken to have said that it is the most important question. What's your favorite color? Red. Specific shade of red? Um, yeah, I like it darker. I like it darker, like a maybe a little closer to maroon. Red and gold is my favorite uh, combo. If you look at the album art, that kind of came through. I didn't get, a, I didn't pick that necessarily, but it worked out. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so as I said, that's all the questions you have to say. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Yeah, man. Just uh, I don't know when this is coming out, but a couple it, weeks. You know, if you guys if you get the chance, listen to this album. You know, we spent uh, two very long years on this album. Lots of flying, lots of work, every piece of ourselves into this thing. So. Um, even one listen through, you know, means a lot to us. So if you guys get the got the time, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Sal. It's been Trevor from Rim Walkers, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast.